Welcome to Nintendo Voice Chat episode 435. Perry, you know what that means. What does that mean? It means it's the 435th episode. Oh, that's beautiful. My guest today, Perry Schneider, hey. Tom Marks. Hello. Back at it again. And over there, Brian Altano. Hello, hello. Brian, we've missed you. Where have you been? Uh, yeah. I've been traveling the world doing a travel show called Fast Travel, which you could watch on IGN. We went to Austin and to Norway, and it was a great time, and I also played a lot of video games. Yeah. Let's talk about this skull in the middle of the table. What happened here? Well, so today <laughs> I came in, for those of you on the audio podcast, there's a real human skull right here on the yeah. table. Um, is a uh, poor Horatio. But mm-hmm. uh, no, today I came into the studio, and I noticed there was a skull in the corner of the studio, and I said... I'm gonna put that on the desk. Yeah, why what's, not? What's weird? I never knew that real human skulls had these like lines going through, like almost like they're molded. Yeah, that's intelligent great. design. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that re- represents the uh, the death of our free time. Once Smash Brothers, Smash Brothers comes out, so, topical. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Uh, you might have Smash noticed baby. my bow tied friend Tom Marks is on the show this week because Tom has reviewed Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. He's played more Super Smash Brothers Ultimate than anybody else on the planet, excepting, of course, probably Mr. Sakurai yeah. and probably um, Brendan Graber. Who's and maybe on the also, guy. yeah, and also maybe <laughs> Brendan Graber. That's true. That's true. I don't true. think he slept much last, last uh, week. <laughs> how many hours do you think you put into it thus far? Uh, too many. Probably at least fifty. Fifty. Yeah. Wow. Fifty hours. Of Smash. And how many hours have you put into it so far? <laughs> One. Yeah. Uh, me, zero. Brian, Same. zero. Yeah, we haven't had an opportunity to play the game despite the fact that we've had it for a, uh, for a bit. Um, I've been hoarding it. Per and I were talking about it a minute ago uh, in that... Uh, I came into the the demo area on Friday where everybody was playing it, and and with the assumption like, okay, now I will get in my demo time with Smash, yep. um, and just watching the five of you that were in there playing it, I was like, I cannot hang with this. Like, <laughs> it, I, I'm so awful at it to begin with that. Yeah, it's, it's just like, yeah, it's really like dropping into a snake pit, man. Yeah, like yeah. it's just not. That's yeah. not the point. You got to get the snakes out first. That's mm-hmm. not the point of Smash to me. The point of Smash to me is to just like goof off. So yeah. right, right, right. I, I would have welcomed that. That's funny. You, that's what. What the point of the show is to me is just yeah. to get up here and just goof around. Uh, watching people play it has been really cool to see because um, I think that this game isn't getting enough credit for how just absolutely gorgeous it is, it's especially in, in handheld mode. Mm-hmm. It's like rock it's very, solid. It's a very good looking um, game. But I, I'm, I'm going to hold on. I'm going to hold you off right there. Sure. We, we have a whole back half of the show dedicated to Smash, and I did want to talk about some Nintendo news Ooh. outside of Smash before we get into the. Uh, Let's do Main it. event. All right, all right, all right. Fighting yeah. puns. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. so this week in Nintendo news, uh, we got our lineup for the December NES uh, uh, virtual, well, I can't call it the virtual console. What we, Nintendo Switch Online yeah. situation. Uh, we got three new games coming to uh, Nintendo Switch for uh, the NES, and that's uh, Wario's Woods is the yes. first game coming yeah. out. Um, who's got thoughts on Wario's Woods? I haven't played it since I was a tiny child. Uh, uh, I remember it being very strange. I skipped it growing up, but I caught it when I dug it up on the island in Animal Crossing for GameCube. Uh-huh. That was my first exposure to that game. Same. Same. Which was really cool because it was like finding a new NES game. Um, it's a quirky puzzle game, and I sort of like it. I would say like if you're going to take an iconic character from the Nintendo stable and give him his own puzzle game on the NES. It's not as good as Dr. Mario, but it's way better than Yoshi. Okay. That's true. Yeah. Yoshi's Cookie? Yep. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of uh, some of the later Wario games. I really love the uh, the Wario game for... Um the GBA. I think that's like such an awesome mm-hmm. like weirdo platformer. I know that this is more of a puzzler, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, puzzler. But, yeah, just a little puzzler. <laughs> I, f- I feel like the Wario franchise could have more life uh, in it if they if they really play to that concept that it's the anti-Mario platformer that you can't die. Like yeah. I love that idea so much, but they yeah. haven't done enough with it yet. Yeah, I'd love to see... A, um, I guess we haven't seen Wario in, in that sense since... Um, 
I can't remember if it was on Wii or Wii, Wii U. U. Right? There's yeah. a Wii U Wario game, right? Was it? Wii U? I can't remember if it was Wii or it's Wii U. Too long. It was good. A while though. It's been a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Regardless, either way, we we haven't seen Wario in a minute. But it was it's nice Wario, to have him back in this form. Wario Land Shake It. Yeah, was that's Wii? it. Mm-hmm. Was, the last was that Wii, Wii? Right. Yeah. Okay. That might have been Wii. Yeah. And then there was the GameCube one made by Treasure. Yeah. Or where he's got all that money yes. on the yeah, it. Was, that was sorry. Like, too. Ah. Yeah, Wii U didn't get anything. That was well, yeah, we'll talk yeah. about that too. Uh, okay, <laughs> up next, uh, Ninja Gaiden, which is the thumbs, winner. Two thumbs way yeah. up for me. This is the one that, that if you're on the fence about which one to play this month, Ninja Gaiden is obviously, in my mind, the one to play because it is uh, just so brutal and so yep. fun and so like fondly remembered, I feel like. This game blew my mind as a kid because it had effectively cinematic cutscenes, mm-hmm. um, which were uh, letterboxed or what? what is it, widescreened, where like there was basically boxes on the bottom mm-hmm. and top yeah. and it was like these basically characters would come in with text and everything and this incredibly awesome swelling music. Um, this game is hard as hell, but oh, so I'm going to cheat my way through it on Switch using save states yeah. because of those <laughs> dreadful hawks that will repeatedly knock you into the pits. The, the birds are the, the worst. The hawks, are, the hawks are at the end of this game, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's nightmare garbage eagles, and I hate them. Also, <laughs> if you played The Messenger and yes. want to know where that inspiration came from, oh, this yeah. is a really a great, great way yeah. to take, yeah. Yeah, take a, a walk point. down memory lane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never uh, noticed that the first boss fight takes place in a bar that no one's in. That's yeah. weird. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then last but not least, we've got The Adventures of Lolo. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know much about Lolo, actually. True I, fact, I've never played it. Yeah, really? No, I've never. Yeah. I was just talking to Damon about it. I'm like, you know what? What I missed, I totally never played Lolo. And he's like, me too. Yeah. No. yeah. Sam Claiborne, uh, historically, play it now, though. he loves Lolo. Yes. But, yeah. Lolo. Uh, Lolo. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I've never played Lolo. I think this is, and it's a series, right? Yep. Lolo's, there's several in this There's series. so many Lolo's. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I gotta say though, this is it sounds like not, a book report on Lolo's by right? people who didn't read the book. Yeah. Lolo is the one that <laughs> oh, starts many with many of them, and there's there's two and there's three. Yes, don't forget about Return of Lolo. Everyone <laughs> loves a good Lolo. So it's it's still not virtual console, but the lineup of games getting good now. I mean, mm. we're getting yeah. a pretty good library of titles that you can access at all time. I'm still holding. And you out. didn't even have to rebuy it. That's true. Slowly still over the course of Super Nintendo year. games, yeah. Mm. We will get we will get a sizable library on the NES. Yeah. What what's gonna happen in like thirty years though? We'll have the full library on the NES. Okay, we'll have every, every single now. game. Yeah. Yeah. Good right stuff there to on play your at Switch. the senior citizens home. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh moving on to Fortnite news, because uh, not a week goes by where we don't have some Fortnite news. Uh Season 7 launches uh, tomorrow, or I guess today, if you're listening to watching this on the day that it publishes. Um, but in more Fortnite news, uh, they've announced Fortnite Creative, which is a huge addition to uh, uh, the already expansive Fortnite platform that we yep. have. Uh, we're taking a look here. If you're watching the video version of our show, you can see some of the stuff that's going on in Fortnite Creative. It's a, it's a bit of an expanded and customizable version of Fortnite Playground that was that they played with a little earlier this year. Um, it's a brand new mode that allows you to customize your own private island, which can be saved and used at any time. Uh, it launches uh, the 6th for those of you with Battle Pass and the 13th for those of you without. But what I think is the most interesting is, obviously building is a huge component to Fortnite, this allows you to take all of the in-game assets and create your own maps, your own yep. layouts, mm-hmm. your own strategies and situations. Like uh, one of the things in this sort of BTS video is they, they, you see somebody has created this giant arena with all these moving pads and stuff. Mm-hmm. This is basically like you remember when when Little Big Planet or Mario Maker allowed you to create challenging levels for your friends. Yeah, yep. like this is that 
but for the biggest game on the planet. Which is amazing. Yeah. Um, and obviously, huge following on Switch. I, I forget the actual numbers. It was, was it like one out of three Switch owners downloaded Fortnite? Something yeah, insane like that. It was big. Um, the cool thing about this, too, is that it lets you effectively create your own rule systems and rule sets so you can make up your own mm-hmm. game modes. So I think we're going to see just completely insane stuff here like yeah. more the more so than just like shooting and building there'll be like soccer and you know like hide and seek and all yeah. this other weird stuff that's one of the most exciting things about this to me because people have already made the the minecraft reference here of course of like oh they're adding sort of minecrafty stuff but this system of customizing maps and customizing game modes and using assets is very epic and very unreal mm-hmm. right yeah. it, it is very much in I mean, the, the company you, and the, I understand, oh, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. The I understand, the but they're also great adjectives. It's true. So, yeah. But yeah, the, yeah, it's very much they're in, in Epic Games' style. <laughs> <laughs> style. And uh, I'm really happy to see it here, especially because I think back to Warcraft 3 and I think back to Minecraft and those games thrived off of custom modes right, and yeah. custom games and just making weird maps. Even if you go to other systems with like Halo's Forge, Halo Forge yeah. it totally helps those communities grow more. And it's not like this community needs well, to grow more, mm-hmm. but it it's going to really add something new and fresh to this game. You yeah. think about something like Counter-Strike that has so outlived its source material mm-hmm. yeah. and the idea that, that UGC is coming to Fortnite in a game that, that is the biggest game on the planet now, but who knows like what that longevity looks like. But there's, there's things huh. that could potentially be born out of this mode that we'll see 10, 15 years down the line. Definitely. And I think that's yeah. what's so exciting. I think these, are not, the, uh, these are not small content updates. I mean, the team must be really big now. And of course, that, that's great. This game is making a lot of money, yeah. right? So it's good that they're putting uh, resources back back into development and not just releasing new, like, new costume packs and all of that just to make a quick buck. They're actually upgrading the game and adding these major features. This is also like, I mean, really the, the thing yeah. that the Fortnite audience is, sort of complains about the most is that there's effectively just one map in that entire game, right? right. There's only one place to play Fortnite, mm-hmm. and it's that big area, and that's it. And everyone's always like, give us more. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a possibility here for you to effectively have endless places to play Fortnite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really cool. Yeah, yep. I mean, it's it's you're shrinking the the entire game size down to 16 players, which will make for like really f- frenetic and like f- like fast and furious sort of gameplay, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you're saying, like it also completely multiplies the amount of game spaces that you have to participate in. Yeah. So, yeah. I, think I, do, really cool. I do have to say, technically say Fortnite is not out of beta, and now they're running an early access for a mode in a beta. An alpha in a beta? Yeah. yeah. It drives me crazy. That's like the inception of video games. Game labels are the worst. Yeah, that's, yeah it's pretty crazy. Hey, what console generation is the Switch in? 14. Right? <laughs> no one knows. Everything it's is weird now. To tell, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, last news story here uh, before we move on to what we're playing. Um, guys, what if Metroid is the question? <laughs> so uh, we have obviously talked ad nauseum about a Metroid Prime trilogy potentially coming to uh, the Nintendo Switch. It'll happen. And we have a, a sort of pie-in-the-sky theory that it'll be one of those things we're hoping that it'll happen tomorrow night or tonight, I guess, at the Game yep. Awards, and they'll say, and it's available right now. But uh, a new wrinkle in this thread is that Swedish retailer in in it, in it, I don't know, uh, lists <laughs> Metroid Prime Trilogy online and speculates that it'll be announced at the TGAs and released in the spring of 2019. Now, they even go so far as to say, hey, this is just speculation, mm-hmm. but we have it on good authority that this is coming. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just another in a long line of, of signs pointing to the potential of a Metroid Prime Trilogy making its way to I've, I've heard this rumor from so many different directions now, and it's hard to tell whether they all tell each other and they're all influencing each other, but it's it's been... 
you know, I've heard it from reputable people that it would be that there was going to be announced early in Come the on, year. Do it. <laughs> uh, it, it was the president of the United States. Wow! Don't take he, anything he, he says for real. Man, I don't know if we could trust that. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was all of them. No, but um, oh, no, the comments. It's been. Uh, it, it's. It's gonna happen. Metroid Prime Four is not going to be done for a while, and what a what a perfect little collection to go yeah, back over. to, yeah, yeah, and and pull off, and it's gonna look gorgeous. When Zach and I will be at the Game Awards wearing suits, and I'm trying to do the math on how to fit a switch into the jack <laughs> somewhere, so I can just immediately start downloading it. I don't, yeah. I don't think it's gonna be, an, and it's available now. Why, are you, mm. why are you so mean? Because they're gonna they're gonna do a retail release of this thing. What? Yeah. Yeah, um, right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you think they'll that, release them all three? I'm not saying that it's like Oh, free. you're right, the retail release. Yeah. yeah. Damn it. Then retailers would have already leaked it and uploaded it to yep. servers somewhere and mm-hmm. right, retailers, that's what you're doing now. Okay, I won't bring my Switch <laughs> well, to the game awards. Yeah. I probably still Bring will. it because they'll be like uh, Box Boy four. Yeah, you think that's that worth it? Yeah. yeah, that'll move the needle. Yes. <laughs> uh, speaking of Box Boy. I love a good Box Boy. That's not the game that I've been playing this mm-hmm. week, but we have been playing a lot of games this week. Um, and we're going to kick it off with a little game that we've oft mentioned on this show, and that game is called... It's not a game? No, that's a different game. we play that later. This game, it's the first game. I just want you to say it because I always have such a hard Reese? time. Greece. Oh, is it Gris? Gris. Gris. Well, okay. Previously on this show, previously on NBC, Paris announced it with a French flourish. I thought it was. I thought it was French gris, gris, the color gray, which figures heavily yeah, in sure. that game. Yes. but it's a Spanish game, right? So uh-huh. it's it's not French. It's gris. So to backtrack real quick. Uh, when we first started talking about this, this game, we did that d- dumb bully thing where we all just laughed about the name of it and we were like, oh, funny game, and then sure. we moved on. We're all playing it now, and it is one of my favorite games this year yep. that just kind of snuck in under the radar in December, uh, and it's uh, easily one of my favorite indie games I've played on Switch, period. Yep. It's, one of, it's probably got some of the best art direction of any video game I've ever played. It's just completely stunning it's incredibly uh watercolory everything looks hand drawn yeah. it's got this beautiful canvas filter to it and it's effectively i would say a like a puzzle platformer it's a little is, bit like an inside just not as dark and serious yeah. as inside but and like that sort of puzzle set it's got some right? notes yeah. some some some, some flavors of some journey i would say a little yeah. bit little hints yeah yeah, yeah just little a smattering <laughs> yeah uh Essentially, what we're talking about here is a physics-based puzzle platformer, right? Like, this is a a very like I won't say simple because some of the puzzles, some of the things that you need to do to to make your way up to higher levels and and obtain some of the more hidden things are particularly tricky. Yeah. Um, and you're restoring color to this black and white world, which adds this dynamic that is is. Just striking yep. and so uh, pretty. Yeah, and like I was talking wash, to, the color washes. Yeah, over. I was talking to Brian about it this morning, and I probably played mm, maybe about ninety minutes of it mm-hmm. last night before I had to go elsewhere. Mm-hmm. But um, it just—it's a striking, emotionally moving game. Just in a what little it does narratively from the outset, you don't really know who you're playing as, what the goal is, like why you're going on this journey. But B it makes you think really quickly right off the bat. Like yeah. you really have to like start noodling this stuff out right away. And and I I was super impressed with the time. It's, that I've it's spent a very it. bleak world that becomes more and more beautiful as you play. And I really appreciate that. And the mechanics are simple. I don't think it pushes back too much, but it also isn't like stupid. Like the puzzles are just smart enough that you feel accomplished when you get through them. The music feels like something that would like play behind a Tom York solo album. Like it's really, really good. Um, And I was thinking about why I love this game so much. And I think it's because it mostly doesn't look like a video game. And video Mm -hmm. games always Mm -hmm. look like video games. And that's because... 
people who make video games love video games and they're only using so many engines. But this looks like something that like was made by a bunch of people that love going to art museums. And I know that sounds kind of snooty, but yeah. uh, it's, it's a really special, really beautiful game. I really urge you guys to check it out. It's only on Switch Ooh. and PC. Yeah. Uh, so you have, you have yeah. a great opportunity and to play it if you have a Switch. And it's not an old Steam port, right? It's a brand new game. Brand new game. Uh, like visually, I'm getting a little Monument Valley, little Goro yeah, Goro, yeah, like yeah. very artistic uh, flavor. But like, yep. it is not a it's not a fussy game, right? It's a it's a very straightforward kind of um, puzzle game mm-hmm. in a way. And you don't have like lives or anything like that. There yeah. isn't really a lot of pushback. Um, it's just a really just a really cool thing to get through. Yep. Whoever's playing right now is having a tough just ball. Having a, uh, just yeah. having a rough time. Um, <laughs> so what, this is out on the 13th of December. It's sixteen ninety nine. That's correct. Yeah, totally worth it. Please yeah. check that out. I, mm-hmm. It's easily made its way in my top 10. I can't yeah. wait to play more of it and finish it. I, you know, I, speaking to the simplicity, I, I have only gotten... You, you get power-ups and stuff as you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I've only gotten obtained one right now. Um, Did you get the machine gun? No. <laughs> yeah. There's no machine gun. Yeah. Uh, but I will say that it, it's the kind of game, like in a similar vein as Journey, that I feel like this is the kind of game that I would show a non-gamer and be like, mm. play this to have an idea of like what video games can really yes. do in terms of like art direction and emotional like beats, you know, things like that. So, yeah. yeah. One last yeah. thing I want to add: um, play this on a big TV if you can, because I think it has it does really wonderful things with sense of scale, um, mm-hmm. where it starts on something that feels like a very intimate setting and then pulls out, and you're in this massive tower. Um, and it does that really well, which I'm sure translates well to handheld mode as well. But play it, play it on a big screen if you can. It's my dog's favorite game. I'll, you play this? I, 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 so I played a demo a while back. I yeah. haven't had a chance to dive into the full thing yet. But Tom, let, let, rest assured, this is a very it's Tom a Marxian game. game. Yeah, yeah. it's a this very Marxian. Marxian. Game. Yeah, it is. It is totally my jam. Yeah. And everything I've played of it so far totally echoes along with you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things I really do appreciate about it is a lot of the time when you get platformers that are super artsy like this the platforming is sort of mediocre yeah mm-hmm. and th- i don't think that's the case here no nope. yep. it feels really good yeah it yep. feels good to jump in yeah this game about yeah. jumping which is a good thing and to, to have. smash yeah. things with yes. the, yeah. the block that they show mm-hmm. yeah yep. uh okay moving on uh who amongst us is playing this war of mine complete edition me Ah, Brian. Has anyone so, else had any experience with this game I or franchise? It okay, cool. Way, way back when. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Haven't had an opportunity to play it. We previously gave this game an 8.4. Yep. Um, now it's come to Switch. It's out now. It is $40, and I want you to tell me about yeah, it. Yeah, so this game is really beautiful uh, in a very, very different kind of way. A very sort <laughs> of uh, painterly, kind of bleak as hell uh, survival game uh, that effectively doesn't really show you so much of the apocalypse on the outside and is more about the stuff that happens indoors in these kind of shelters. I would say it's like it's part side-scrolling The Last of Us and part Fallout Shelter. Huh. Uh, mm-hmm. It's about inventory management. It's about um, human relationship management. Uh, there's a lot of stuff here that's like very dark and grim. Like you'll be sort of tasked with finding medicine or building uh, like a, a cooking stove to save your daughter who's dying. So it's not like like a, the feel-good game you want to play on a Saturday afternoon, but it's definitely something that will command your attention. I, I'd even go as far as to say as if you want to be real sad a little bit while you play yeah. a video game. Oh. Yeah. I thought uh, you were going to say it's the war game we need. No, yeah, that just <laughs> popped up. But no, yeah, it is a... Bleak is the right word for it. It, it makes you do... 
make very, very tough, terrible choices yep. sometimes. And so this is the complete edition. It effectively packages all of the DLC that's ever existed for this game, plus any future content that they want to roll in, and puts it under one roof, which is uh, crumbling and dilapidated. And it looks as nice <laughs> as the original version. Like yeah. the Switch port looks good. Yeah, it, yeah. It's, it looks great. It's runs pretty, well pretty on game. in handheld mode. Um, it, yeah, I really like this game. And I'm not really like the biggest like Fallout Shelter fan, but there's something about this game that's, that keeps grabbing me because I think it's just like... Uh, really stark and really beautiful and also it constantly sort of nudges you to keep exploring and looking for more and more cool stuff uh, nice. and rewards you for for being patient and taking care of the people in your world so awesome. check this one out <laughs> all right uh speaking of interesting art direction coming up next we've got a game that pear teased last week was very interested yeah. in um and that is monster boy in the cursed kingdom now when i said monster boy to tom Tom said, I played that and I didn't like it. But he was talking about Wonder Boy, which ah. is a different game. However, they are tied together. And that is... Yes. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. It's an homage. This is an homage. But didn't one of the, one, didn't one of the Wonder the, Boy the Wonder boys Boy work on the Monster Boy game? Kind of. He's the <laughs> consultant. Of okay. It. So okay. He, he was involved and it's a spiritual successor, if you will. And Wonder Boy was on Switch yes. Yes. near the launch. And it's the one that allowed you to switch between modern the, graphics. The and, remake. And, yes. Of, right. Yeah. So yeah. it's a classic game. So Mon- Monster Boy is is very similar. Okay. Uh, obviously a little bit more you know upgraded on the in the visual department. There's no throwback mode in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, but like a, kind of like a classic platformer. If if you had the power of today's consoles, kind of like taking a Rayman more painterly approach to a platformer, but then going back to the Super NES days of platforming, where you know you backtrack to find a secret mm-hmm. or you get a new power up to let you do new things. Um, and in in this case, the power ups are either tied to items. Like shoes that let you sink underwater and walk underwater, like in The Legend of Zelda, or mm-hmm. you know different characters that you can take on. Like yeah, right. So each of, the, each of the characters has different innate abilities. Mm-hmm. Uh, as the boy, you have a good sword, but as the as the pig, you can use your uh, heightened sense of smell to find secrets and and uh, arrows that'll point you how, like how to get around the world. Right. You sniff out um, some poots. Those are the only yeah. Those are the only two characters that I've had an opportunity to play so far, but. Uh, yeah, I feel like this is like sort of a weird side-scrolling Legend of Zelda inspired. Why is it weird? You're not crazy about it, right? Because I really I like. It. I like it too. I don't yeah. love it, but I don't. I don't hate it. Like, can we, mm. can we all agree that the like Japanese animated 1980s uh, intro in this game? The is intro incredible. is amazing. Yeah. Like, the that's animation the, looks great. Yeah, but there's they, they threw in like a basic, basically an 80s cartoon yeah. animation. <laughs> in the mm-hmm. But I don't particularly care for the art style. Mm. Like, mm. I think that that, and this is not to mock mobile games but it looks to me like a mobile game from like 2007 like that sort of like the way that the enemy designs are and like it just looks a very little, sharp and papery yeah, yeah. kind of yeah. yeah it looks a little not archaic but like a little out of place no i can on the see Switch that. these days um i did enjoy the first couple of boss battles that i faced off against i thought they were very cool um i haven't decided whether or not i'm going to continue playing it i don't want to hang it up just yet because even looking at a trailer like this today i see a lot of abilities and gear that i haven't had an opportunity to experiment with which means that it'll probably open up a lot more moving yeah, forward um, I, I like this game a lot i think my biggest issues with it are um pacing um when you're just playing as like the pig for a while um yeah it's not 
it's boring. very fun. Yeah, yeah it's boring. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but then you start getting more and more characters, and it gets more fun. There's also arbitrary spikes in difficulty that yeah. really push back and then kick you back to a checkpoint that's kind of a pain in the ass. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was kind of surprised that even even that first squid boss that you fight was like I got taken out in the first boss, and I was like, whoa, okay. Yeah. So there was a section a little past that that I died on like 16 times in a row, and I'm oh, like, man. what's wrong with me? And then I pushed through it. Um, but I actually really like it. I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna finish it. I don't cool. know if I'll go and get all the collectibles, but there's a lot to do here if you're into it. Yeah, yeah. I'm digging it. It's 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 pricey. I yeah. mean, it's forty bucks, right? So mm-hmm. it's almost the price of like a full new Mario retail game or something like that. Mm-hmm. But but there is, uh, you know, as the trailer says, there's 15 hours of gameplay in there as estimated for the uh, the the quest. Um, yeah, I think I'll finish it too. I'm I'm enjoying it so far. I like the mechanics. It feels good. The platforming is precise, and some of the abilities are really cool. Cool, you know, it's got that kind of Castlevania whip swinging, swinging stuff yeah. with the frog's tongue in it. And uh, now you're digging it. You told me earlier today you'd give it about a seven point five. Yeah, right now it's sitting I think at about. It's a good game. It's yeah. sitting at about an eight point eight on Metacritic. Yeah, um, and really according to, to the notes here. Uh, Zach says 10 out of 10. Did you put that on there? Yeah, I, did, trolling I, I me? did put that there. Pear loves to really troll spiking me. Spiking that Metacritic, Pear, Zach. Pear loves to troll me in the notes. Uh, Pear, yeah. you wanted to talk about a couple of race car games. Yeah. Uh, tell us about uh, Gear, Gear Club Unlimited 2 and yeah. um, Horizon Chase Turbo, please. Yeah, I, I mean, it's no, it's no secret that the... Uh, the racing game lineup for the Switch has been a bit anemic. And that, yeah. that's something that, you know, happened on Nintendo's previous consoles, too, where, you know, at one point we had, like, Boss Game Studios making Pro Race Driver. We had the, uh, the um, you know, we had Kemco making the Top Gear games, all of that stuff. Um, and, you know, as F-Zero went away and we only got Mario Kart, we didn't really see that many racers on Nintendo consoles. So yeah, it was weird to see a Nintendo Switch or a Nintendo handheld launch without, like, a, a sizable library of racing games. Which yeah. Is- Par for the course. Now, one one reason why we're not seeing a lot of the the Sims on this machine is they probably didn't sell very well in the past on Nintendo consoles, and then the console does not have analog triggers for right. the buttons, so yeah. you don't get that gas pedal feel. And so, playing Gear Club Unlimited Two, which is a sequel to a game that was a mobile game ported to the Switch, competent port, competent racing game. Um, this is a little. It's it's an upgrade to the original, but it's very very similar in look and feel. Yeah, yeah. I've been playing this too. I like it a lot. I think it's one of the prettier games on Switch for yep. sure. Ooh, um, yeah, it is. I don't know if it like reaches Forza levels. Of, no, it doesn't. Yeah, I mean it doesn't. And it, it can, I mean graphics wise for sure. Obviously, there's no yeah. like 4K HDR going on right. here. But from what I played, I did. I played probably about five or six races so far, and um, progressing through the campaign, I'm only at like one or two percent. Yeah. So there's a lot there to do uh customizing your cars is cool you can build out your garage and all that kind of stuff but it is it it falls more on the side of simulation racing than it does arcade racing and so you have to keep that in mind because i've always been more of like an arcade racer guy but i there's enough here that i like um how do you feel about just actually driving and power turns and and, you know whatever they call them full disclosure i'm a a big gearhead when it comes to racing games you know i play a ton of forts i love the gran turismo series in the past Mm -hmm. um (laughs) but you know horizon the the full forts series this definitely models itself after forza complete with a a, a rewind system right when you crash you can rewind yourself oh, the it's very helpful for me the physics and it, and it has a by default it has a bunch of assists turned on which you should 
turn off because the game is actually not that hard to control. I but disagree. I feel like the... <laughs> I put them I all like, on, and I'm a good boy racer now. All right. I feel like the physics model is not very good. Like, it, it you know, when, you, when you're steering, it's almost like you can play this game as well with a D-pad as with a stick, which mm-hmm. is an issue. Like, it, it, it kind of feels a little weird, the steering. That said, this is not a newbie developer. You know, Eden Games, uh, it's a rebooted company. It used to be Eden Studios well, way back in the days. They made Test Drive. They made V rally so it's these guys love racing games and you can see that love for cars in here because the models are gorgeous mm. it has this whole shop mode you can upgrade your cars it's got um it's got some really nice tracks in it so it's it i, I would say it's a good game it doesn't quite live up to like you know the grandness of these games that cost a hundred million dollars plus to make yeah it's a smaller right. game but it commands the same price tag it's 60 bucks that's it's true it's out yeah. now yeah i mean i think if, if you're on if you're on switch and you want a forza style game this is the best probably that you'll ever yeah. get so it's I, I would say it's it's pretty good i'm i'm having fun with it i'm going to keep on playing it but it don't expect that kind of you know that that high level of gloss that you would get from the biggest racers um, or even some of the games from like Ubisoft mm-hmm. that, that weren't quite as as good. What about the other racing game? Yeah, how about that other one? <laughs> so there's one racing game uh, that I like a, a lot more. That's Horizon Chase Turbo. And I mentioned Top Gear already. This is basically an homage to mm-hmm. Top Gear mm. down to the music. Like when you start playing it, if you play Top Gear back on the on the uh-huh. Super NES, it sounds like it. It is less of a racing game, more of kind of like an arcade like action game where you you don't really have to slow down for the curves. You just have Sweet. to press life and uh, left and right at yep. the at the right time. I uh, I think that like this this basically if you ask the question on Switch like how do you make a game look as realistic as Forza? These guys were like you don't you make it hyper stylized. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a game that started out I believe as a, as a mobile game and then got ported to other is now getting ported to other consoles and yep. iPad and stuff like that. Um, but this is the complete version. It's got a whole bunch of new modes and stuff like that. It's also what is it? Nine, it's a third of the price of Gear Club. And it's mm-hmm. so it's. It runs at 60, and it's honestly, I mean, it. my son walked by and goes, oh, this is going to make me hurl just watching really? it. Really? Like super fast. Like <laughs> yeah, a, yeah, You know, like that F-Zero speed, and, yeah. and it, it, it gets very, very crazy. It's definitely a nod to, like, early, late, late 80s, early 90s, like almost Sega arcade games, like stuff like OutRun as well, even the way the car flips over, huh. the way the yep. horizon line dips. Cruising in, USA, cool. that kind of yeah, style. Yeah, yeah, um, it's, it's This is, no pun intended, way more my speed is in terms of being, like, a goofy arcade racing game, um, I, but it also gets pretty tough. I think it, it just matches the Switch more you know like with with gear club you do have to you have the racing lines and they don't function that well but you you it tells you when to slow down for curves and all that but you kind of feel that you miss that nuanced control over throttle and 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 brake and this Mm -hmm. game doesn't need that it's on or off you either go full speed or you don't go at all because you crashed and then you have your like turbo boost and you kind of got to manage how often you use it just like in a game like f-zero um this is this is so much fun i'm really right on and there's split screen multiplayer in that too or yeah boots up that's cool i haven't tried that but yeah uh, Horizon Chase Turbo, uh, twenty dollars out now with the Per Schneider yeah, like approval. Now, gentlemen, it's time for freaking Smash, my dudes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom, yeah, you've you've reviewed the Smash Brothers Ultimate game. I have. You've man. given it a nine point four. That Woo! is a number, which on the IGN scale means amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Two yeah. thumbs way up for Smash, according to Tom. Tom. So this is not as good as Celeste. Why so good? <laughs> very good. Very, very thank good. you, thank you. Tom, well, Celeste why, wasn't in it. So. Why so good? Uh, What's, what do you like about Smash? I, a lot of things, man. It's just <laughs> such a like pure, great party game 
that has the beating heart of a really complex fighting game within it. Mm. And I think that is what is so impressive about Smash and why I've loved Smash from the very first one. Because mm-hmm. uh, Nintendo never intended the Smash Bros. series to be this hyper-competitive thing at Evo and all this stuff, but they've sort of finally come to terms with the fact that it is, Mm. uh, and it feels like this game in particular sort of embraces both sides of the coin in a way that they never really have, and then just decided, let's put everything in it, and they just threw as much stuff as they could. Every fighter from the series, there's 108 levels. Mm -hmm. Uh, All of those levels, except for the Final Destination and Battlefield ones, uh, have... Omega versions, which means their Final Destination version, and then Battlefield versions. So there's really like closer to 300 plus levels if you want to count it that way. Uh, there's the spirits, you know, those little stickery guys, the replacement for trophies. The spirits are, there are 1,300 spirits to collect. What? Like, I think it's actually like 1,297. But like, yeah, <laughs> there's an insane amount. And most of those, not all of them, because some of them are just for show, but most of those have an associated battle with it that is like a custom battle to try to emulate that spirit. Right. Uh, So, for example, the Snorlax spirit is a giant gray King K. Rule that can't move and doesn't do anything, and you just have to kill him in two minutes. Like, you have to (laughs) destroy him before he can... uh, before time's up. Yeah, I like these these sort of... um, Estimated challenges or, or like, like replacement challenges where they they charge you with capturing a spirit, but it's... They pick the closest characters to them, right? Like, so the one that mm-hmm. I, that sticks out to me, and I think I mentioned this on the show before, but the one that that I always think about uh, is you can unlock Hal Emmerich from the Metal Gear Solid series, and the fight to unlock him mm-hmm. is Doctor Mario and Rob the Robot, yeah. which I think is like really great. Yeah, it's really the, funny. Can, can I say my favorite one? Yeah, of course. My favorite spirit I found in the entire game so far, and I there are. Probably five to six hundred I have not seen, and that's having spent 24 full hours in World of Light, which is the adventure <laughs> mode. With uh, 24 full hours? It took me to beat it, yeah. And I had 84% completion. Good gravy. Yeah, it's an insanely long adventure mode, but we can get to that. My favorite spirit in the entire game was Ness's dad. Oh, yes. And Ness's dad, like from... Do you remember? Like yeah, because yeah, yeah, you, you just call him. Like, you never yeah, see you him, you never right? see him in yeah. the game. It's a so phone. the spirit picture is a phone. Yeah. <laughs> And the fight itself is you're fighting a Ness and an invisible solid snake. Oh, that's great. Because <laughs> it's an absentee it's a, dad. Yeah, absentee yeah. so dad you, have to, invisible. you have to kill the solid <laughs> snake because he's an invisible dad. That's so smart. It's so funny. And that one is It feels really like hard. rules that like a little kid would make up. Yeah, but I mean that in the best <laughs> way possible. But there's so many. And we, we're not going to... We don't want to spoil anymore. We're going to go they're, over they're every so, single one. They're so, so are they, clever. It's like it's almost like these characters are cosplaying as like other characters. Are they like basically that. like collectible stickers or like cards? Like what they're, are they? What form do they take? The are vast they, majority of them are usable. They're equipable. Okay. So there's either primary spirits, and you equip a primary spirit, and then the primary spirit has up to three slots for. Hey, there's the Snorlax fight. Uh, the primary spirit has up to three slots for. Uh, support spirits which will just like add a little ability to you and the primary spirit also gives you stats is there's that sort of like museum element to it where you can go in and read about them and like find history on them Uh, because that's one of the things i really liked about the the trophies in smash yeah not nearly as much of that but there is a gallery where you can flip through them and all of the art is as far as i can tell from source material oh cool uh so the art is really really cool and they have an absurd amount of these, you know, only Snake is only in one Metal Gear character in the game, but there are at least a dozen 
Metal Gear themed spirits that right. you can collect. They let, they let Bowser on an airplane. The yeah. And then yeah. The, you know, the, the powers they'll buff you. For example, there's one that helps your buoyancy, right? And like right. you have to fight on a water level where 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 you instantly sink and die in the water. Unless and you so have the buoyancy. Then guy. you equip the buoyancy to help yourself. So and it it's like a countermeasure. And there's hmm. a lot of that in World of Light and when you're fighting other spirits. So, you know, some spirits will be the floor is electric or the floor is poison or the floor puts you to sleep. And then mm-hmm. you've got to find spirits that are Immunity to sleep Counter or immunity to, that, to poison. Right. Mm-hmm. The world of light it gets a little thin, and in in that sense, you know, a lot of the time you'll get a spirit that is immunity to poison floors, and then immediately the next flight fight is, oh, this is a poison, poison floor, floor level. So it's a little bit on the nose. that way. Yeah, yeah, it's a little on the nose, but uh, seeing what the characters were translated into fights never stopped being amusing. Sure. Yeah. That part of it was Always, it was novel. It was a novelty, like a little but joke. it was so cool. Yeah, it's an it's inside a joke. joke in a yeah. lot of ways where you go like, "Oh, that's what they're doing." Right. And they have such obscure characters in this game too. It's insane. So, Tom, uh, you've detailed the myriad of things that are in within this game. Um, this is definitely the biggest Smash to date. I think 100% so. percent the biggest Smash. Is it the best Smash? I think that's a personal question. Uh, for huh. me, didn't mean to offend. Whoa. <laughs> so, so like for example, I like. Like I was talking about, everyone kind of wants something different from Smash, and Smash tries to deliver on to all of those people. Uh, If you're talking to the competitive community, Brawl was significantly worse than Melee. But I thought Brawl was way better than Melee just because of how much more it offered in Subspace Emissary. Or maybe not better, but I should say I enjoyed Mm -hmm. Brawl a lot more than Melee just because of how much more there was in the game. And because I wasn't at EVO fighting in tournaments right that's not what i wanted from smash at that time uh i think that this is undoubtedly the best one at least since melee Mm -hmm. um and probably there will be people out there who think that melee is still a better game and that's more power to them because that game is there's no smash bros game including this one that is as fast and as sharp as melee is melee really had that core of a fighting game right clearer than any other one but they have done more in Ultimate to make it faster and punchier and a little bit like more hard-hitting than the Wii U version. Mm-hmm. And that makes us have this really, really amazing balance where it still feels very accessible and it still feels very cool. But also, uh, yeah, at its core, it is a better fighting game too. Mm-hmm. And I really appreciate that. Yeah, I think ultimately like the most hardcore Smash Brothers fans will determine whether right. this one sticks like Melee did. I yeah. mean... Part of me thinks that nothing ever will because yeah. they they they've locked into their 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 rhythm and then that's that's the that's feel it. they like yeah so exactly it feels exactly the same but, but this I, one is giving the best shot any has yet that's awesome <laughs> that's awesome I I'm I'm like really torn on this franchise in general because I have tremendously positive happy memories about melee because at the time in my life I was like I had a bunch of I was younger and I had friends coming over and we were drinking beer all the time and like now I'm an old man with a like a wife and a kid that can't play video <laughs> games and like I, I I don't have a group of people to play Smash Brothers with in my apartment all the time. Yeah. I mean, I could invite them over. It'd just be weird. If only you worked somewhere where hundreds <laughs> no, of I people know. wanted to I know. play Smash all the time. I'm, I'm speaking on behalf of the massive audience out there that does not work in yeah. the IGN editorial. I understand. Bit. And they, I, I want to know, like, what what does this game service to someone like me outside of the 24-hour-long okay. you know, world yeah. of light? I got an answer for you. Like, when, when I grabbed the game from Tom to play with it, the first thing I did was go into the jukebox. Mm-hmm. 
It's like mm. it's just like for someone who doesn't have friends over to play. It's just such a great museum, such a great nostalgia trip. Yeah, just all the stuff that's in there. It's just enjoyable seeing the stages, seeing the characters, and then like the music is insane. You and I were tweeting about that recently yeah. about how like that's actually I love Smash Brothers as being a celebration of all things yep. Nintendo, and even if the core gameplay as like a multiplayer brawler is not really something that I have space for anymore, I'm there because. Of all the other encyclopedic stuff and all the the character stuff and all of the cool items yeah. and everything like that, and in that way, World of Light delivers. Okay, so yeah, I, let's let's get into the adventure mode a little bit. I think the the question that that most people want to know is how analogous is World of Light to Subspace Emissary, and does it compare? Is it better? Is it worse? Like, what do you think? It, because like Subspace Emissary yeah. is such a near and dear like single player adventure mode to a lot of smash fans that I think this world of light reveal that we're watching right now was a little bit of a question mark to folks. Yeah. Uh, and I will say also for the person alone in your house, there is online play. It was His name not is me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, the online play was not uh, live when mm. we had the game before launch. So it just went live as of the posting of this today. Uh, so we'll have to see, or I guess the game comes out on Friday, excuse me. Yeah. So it'll be live on Friday. Um, and we'll have to see how that goes. World of Light, though, it's tricky, man. Like, it, it's it's interesting because Sakurai even said when they announced it, this is a gameplay-focused mode. This is not a story-heavy. And right. it's really true. This is... There's something called the Spirit Board in in Ultimate where it's, so it's just, actually it's a Ouija board. You can get those yeah. anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ghost wall. Yeah, <laughs> where it, it's just a bunch of random spirits. It's like between six and ten, depending on how many slots you've opened up, uh, and they just cycle in and out, and you just do spirit fights, and that's it. Yep. World of Light is honestly not much different from that. It's huh. just a series of spirit fights over and over and over okay. and over and over. But these spirit fights are distributed in very interesting and thematic ways on a huge world map board uh so that's that's kind of what it is is all you're doing is just a series of fights and you do more fights and you level up your spirits and you get stronger and then you can do better fights so and then they boss battles obviously and then that's the the trick there are boss battles mr uh, hand but the boss battles are all available in classic mode too as far as i know i see so did this did this take you 24 hours because it's hard or because it just keeps going or both the second one it yes. just keeps going. <laughs> got it, got it, got it. Uh, it, is, it got really repetitive and old to me, eventually. Okay. The, like I said, seeing the new spirits, seeing those new fights, never stop being novel. And the world design and the, the theme of the maps Map, yeah. is so cool. But at a certain point, about 10 or so hours into the game, I had a maxed out team of spirits. I had a spirit that gave you, gives you super armor which means that you move really slow, but you don't get flinched from hits, and you don't ever basically get knocked away until you have, like, 100-plus percent damage, which makes the game absurdly easy because every fight you just don't care what they're doing to you, charge a smash attack, and knock them away, and you win. Um, And basically, and I didn't use that the whole time, but basically about 10 hours in, my strategy didn't change for the next 14. Um, And... It was still amusing to see stuff, but you hit a point in this game where all you're doing all you're doing is collecting spirits, and all you're doing is leveling those spirits up. And at a certain point, you hit a point you hit a spot where you don't need to level them up anymore, and you don't need to collect anymore. So what you're really doing is just doing these fights that are easy forever. Um, and it's a shame that it becomes such a slog because the boss fights, and especially those dungeon areas that we were talking about are so cool, mm-hmm. and especially the end of World of Light, 
if you're a Smash Bros. fan, I cannot stress this enough. You need to finish the game. You mm. need to finish the adventure mode because the end of World of Light made the grind worth it for uh-huh. me. Interesting. But it was still a grind. Yeah, you, were, okay. you were saying even if like you're not even the biggest Smash Bros. fan, but you're just a huge Nintendo fan in general. Yeah. It's worth he, is, what, do you fight Shigeru Miyamoto at the end of the game? Yes. Ooh, spoilers. You no. heard it here first. Um, Somebody and, and should we're not finally gonna... teach that guy a lesson. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not going to spoil anything with the end. I just want to say like it is... If you're getting about, like, if you're 20 hours into this and you're like, I don't want to keep going, just try to push through because it's really Just really hire worth someone. It. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah see, I felt the same way about Subspace Emissary, though. Mm. I, I really enjoy these games playing against friends, but the single player modes kind of start to lose me after a while. Yeah. yeah. And, and Subspace was only, what, like seven to 10 hours yep. long? And yep. this was, this took Mitchell, uh, Mitchell Saltzman, who was going for a little bit more completion than I did. Like I said, I had like 84%. He had almost 100 and it took him like 35 plus hours to do yeah. that and for 100 percent, can you go back to spots that you didn't like fill out and yeah okay you, you it's the type of thing where when you win the game you can just kind of keep going exploring okay. that makes sense like that <sighs> that actually sounds really awesome it's it's cool. it's a lot but and i also admit that i imagine it's different when you don't have to beat it in a weekend like mm-hmm. i did right like i played this straight if you're playing World of Light in in more bite-sized chunks over a month or so, it's probably a much more enjoyable way to do it. Uh, but it's still just – at a certain point, you hit progression that just stops, and that's a bummer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I will say you know, I've historically many times said on this show that I'm not the world's biggest Smash fan, um, that I'm a casual Smash fan. I like to jump in and play when you know we're playing here in the office, something yeah. like that. Um, the idea that the – Story mode, the adventure mode alone is 24, 25 hours in an era of Red Dead Mm -hmm. and um, Assassin's Creed and all these, you know, 80 plus hour games is like, even our fighting game has to have a story (laughs) mode? Like, damn, man, like, cut me some slack. Um, But my equally, my hype level has been rising yeah, for this game. Like the more the more I hear about it, the more I see it, the, the closer that it gets to the release date, the more I'm getting invested into the idea of like, hell, maybe I'll try to get actually good at this Smash and contend with some <laughs> of my coworkers because I'm tired of getting obliterated every time. But, War- yeah. World of Light made me worse at Smash Bros. Because I had that super armor, and yeah. there's a skill tree in it. So I had super armor. I could hold smash attacks charged forever. They charged quicker. They healed me. They poisoned an enemy. And every time I got a final smash, I got two final smashes. So you can't So take- I was just crazy <laughs> overpowered. Yeah. So you can't take the spirit equipables into multiplayer battles oh, okay okay they, it's just, I was gonna say, you that can't just seems... do you can't do the skill tree at all in okay, multiplayer got it, got it, you can it. take spirits well, in but it's a hundred percent optional you right. totally don't need to do it and also like i why would i want to fight you with all that yeah <laughs> right yeah right. i mean unless like i'm the best smash brothers player in but the world you and me could both do it right we could both yeah. be like all right i'm gonna take gino and you can take whatever you want spirit yep. and Gino, by the way, is very intentionally overpowered. He's like one yeah, of the best spirits you get, and I'm almost positive it was because they were like, "All right, you get you that's get Gino in some form." Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say, like, does that sort of scratch the itch of all of the characters that people are asking for that they're not getting? Like, no, I think uh, I think the spirit fights scratch that itch a little bit, but not really. Like Gino's spirit fight 
is you're fighting basically the whole cast of Super Mario RPG. Like there's a white Kirby as Mallow and stuff oh, like oh, that. That's so great. Great. It's, it's really cute, right? Um, but it really, it sounds like being a kid and playing with action figures and not having everything and being like, oh, uh, this guy from G.I. Joe is right. Shredder. I mean, is that, not, is that right. not the premise when yeah. you boil it down to it? Like Smash is about a kid playing with his action yeah, figures. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Mashing them all together. Or a man, a real big adult man with his toys. Just it's pair. The other, the other thing I was <laughs> going to say. Amiibo. <laughs> The other thing I'd say on the subspace emissary comparison is uh, the cutscene that they used to announce the game is at the beginning of World of Light. Okay. And then there's like one cutscene in the middle and one cutscene at the end, and that's it. So we don't don't get to see a bunch of those little vignettes that we've come to know and love? None of those Uh, are in World of Light. That's too bad. I was hoping to see a lot more of those. I love the idea. Whenever you unlock one. Yeah, Mario and and Samus and Mega Man teaming up. I love a short film. Yeah, I love, you know, I'm just a real (laughs) film school boy. It feels like a little bit of a missed opportunity based on how good those animations were, Mm -hmm. but none of them are are in it. Counterpoint, they're probably very expensive. We had a a question that I actually didn't put in the question block, but now I wish I had, and I apologize if you were out there asking it, but... Uh, they said, you know, with these cutscenes being so dramatic and so beloved by the fan base, like, why doesn't Nintendo take a shot at directing the Mario movie? Why go to a third party? And I think it's probably prohibitively expensive. And I think that Nintendo is maybe better at telling these little vignettes than they are mm-hmm. at like telling like a full fledged, you know, right. Smash Brothers story or something like that. Right. My my brother works for an animation studio. Your and uncle like, works at Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I'll just say. You would be shocked how expensive 10 seconds of animation is. Mm -hmm. It is mind-bogglingly expensive to animate just a two-minute cutscene. Oh, yeah. I, I can only imagine. I, I did want to ask one last. Did you? No, no. I, I want to hear more about characters. But what, what, like playing this much of this game? What's your main character now? Bowser. Bowser. I didn't. I so my main character for every Shocking. Smash Bros. Yeah. ever. Yeah, my main character for every Smash Bros. ever has been Kirby. Yeah. Uh, I love Kirby. I always use DDD and Meta Knight. I used Sonic for a little while, but I don't anymore. Uh, Bowser in this game, they made him go from kind of crouched over Bowser to mm-hmm. more upright Odyssey Bowser. Ah. And his moveset's a little different. He's a little faster, and I just fell in love with him. Also, his side A is just a drop kick. Oh, that mm-hmm. rule. And it is so fun to drop kick people as Bowser. How is <laughs> the stuff that's been integrated since, like, the Switch era? Like, the Breath mm-hmm. of the Wild stuff, the Cappy stuff from Mario? Like, Yeah, it's interesting. Cappy kind of hasn't. He's one of Mario's taunts. You kind of throw out the cap and take it back. Uh, Zel- or Link is now his Breath of the Wild outfit. And his bombs, instead of just being a bomb, is a remote bomb. So you throw it out and you have to press again to blow it up. Cool. Oh, yeah. cool. Um, is this sword break? Uh, I don't, I don't <laughs> All the time. think so. Yeah, but, you just have to put it away every 10 minutes. <laughs> I'm not sure stick. if this was in old Smash Bros., but when he's at full health, if you slash, it does a little beam yeah. attack. Yeah. Oh, um, that's cool, yeah. Yeah, and then... Uh, yeah. I'm trying to think. <laughs> Zelda isn't Twilight Princess Zelda anymore. She's actually um, uh, Link, Link Between, Between Worlds, Worlds Zelda, Zelda. Mm, which yeah. is a nice little touch. And Zelda's the boy, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's the one le- that can't crawl. It's his legend. And then all of <laughs> We're the, just living in it. All of the, like, uh, I can't remember their names now. All the the spirit people from Breath of the Wild. <laughs> oh, the, the champions. Yeah, yeah, the champions. Yeah. Thank you. All of them are Daruk, et cetera. Daruk, yeah, and all those guys. They're all, Storm. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. Uh, they're all Cobra. spirits and pool fights. <laughs> um, yeah. Rivaldi. That's Camel Man. Yeah. And you, you were going to ask, what, like, out of the new characters, right? 
I, I was. I did want to ask about which of your of the new additions is your yeah. favorite character. Just sort of rapid fire here. Yeah. Uh, Kimble in Belmont, definitely. Okay. Yeah. definitely. Which yeah. of the forty three Fire Emblem characters? Is your <laughs> so we have a we have a feature that that is um, Mitchell, who is sort of intrinsically tied to the Smash Brothers review in a bunch of different facets. He's working on a bunch of features. He's written a best characters for beginners, and I was kind of surprised to see Simon Belmont make that list. Oh, really? Because he looks like a more advanced character, but Mitchell says he's very fun to control. I I keep having moments where I forget about the rollout to this game, and that, oh yeah, Simon Belmont's on this game. All the music is so good. Yeah. Oh man, it has all the great Castlevania. Uh, The Castlevania editions in general are top-notch. The last question that I wanted to ask you... um, so the Switch's install base is much, much higher than it's been in previous Nintendo generations. Uh, a lot of new people are going to be coming to Smash. Do you think that all these new additions, all these multiple characters and variations and all the stages, do you think it's too much? Do you think it's like too overwhelming, too hard to get into for a new, a new Smash player? Parts of it are and parts of it aren't. Okay. So, for example, you, there are 74 total unlock, like characters that you can have. You only start with eight of them. Okay. You start with the original eight from the N64. And oh, that you, rules. You unlock them fairly quickly. Like, if you're just playing multiplayer, it's probably every three, four matches you're going to unlock another character. But because there are 63 unlocks, it takes you forever to do that. Right. Yeah. I remember um, back on the GameCube doing stuff like uh, setting up a two-player match that are both comp- or like player controlled or whatever yeah and then putting the controllers down and like waiting a day to get yeah. Mew like and then walking off a ledge 150 times in a row to get like somebody else a lot of weird so is there weird parameters like that there we Brendan Graber has been trying to decode that stuff and for the most part we're feeling like not really as many weird things there's so much and there's multiple ways to unlock them you can unlock them through world light or classic right. mode but I don't think there's as crazy of little little uh, moments right okay uh, and then the thing that is overwhelming 100% is the levels because there's 108 levels on the level select screen Jeez. and they're all unlocked right away and there's no way to sort them or make the icons bigger. And so if you've never played a Smash Bros. game, you just have this grid of tiny images of things you don't know it's what crazy. they are. It's yeah. nuts. I mean, I would suggest put it on put them on random, random. and just like see what happens yeah. and yeah. just hope you don't get the Pac-Man stage because it's the worst. Pac-Land is terrible. It always has and always will be. Can you exclude yep. it? Uh, you can you can exclude it from random, there you go. cool, which is always nice. Yeah. But there's also really one of my favorite new features is called stage morph, where yeah. you can set uh, how long into a match it changes from one level to another. Whoa! And it just morphs into another level, like yeah. the Pokemon stage. Yeah. Oh, oh that yeah. rules. Yeah, and that's a really really nice feature just to kind of experience more of that map pool. Mm-hmm. The other nice thing about it is if you're doing an eight player match, which is still chaos, just absolutely illegible. But that's kind of the point. Uh, if you're doing an eight-player map, you can set it so that three-ish minutes in, it goes from a large map to a small map. Uh-huh. And you can just say, all right, we'll start on this big map that can handle eight players. And then once a couple people have been knocked away... Just like smaller. Fortnite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what I do like oh, about no. these games for newcomers is that they do school you on a lot of stuff that you probably didn't know about. I've been playing Let's Go Eevee recently, mm-hmm. and the music kicked in and a bunch of areas. And I'm like, hey, it's that song from Smash Brothers. Because <laughs> my exposure to Pokemon, it's like it's through, through Smash, Smash Brothers. Yeah. Um, so I think a lot of people are going to find out about a lot of like really classic franchises and also... Ice Climbers, which is not. Which is not a classic <laughs> franchise. Well, gentlemen, we're still going to continue to talk about Smash, but oh, yeah. we're going to talk about it in the context of my favorite game. Uh, we call it the Question Block. Yeah, that's Ray. not a game, actually. Still not a game. Nope. Uh, Brandon Pruitt writes in and asks, do you think Nintendo will do Smash DLC to coincide with new games, or do you think they'll all have 
They will be hype, unexpected characters like Ryu, Bayonetta, and Cloud, etc. Mm. So do you think that we're going to see a standard, like, here's a new game, and this character's coming to Smash? Or do you think it's going to be outside, like, third-party characters? Like, is Ezio going to show up in Smash? Like, things like that, right? Neither is my action. Explain. I think we're not going to see as crazy characters as we did before. I don't Mm -hmm. think we're going to get... Ezio or any of that stuff, but I also don't think they're going to tie him to games in any way. I think that they don't know. They know which characters are coming, but I don't think they know when they'll be done with them even, right? I think that's going to be a very big moving target for them. They decided a long time ago what these DLC characters were going to be, I think, and that's why I agree. I don't think it'll be tied with with anything. We're supposed to get one probably every two to three months based on what they said, right? Because there's going to be six, including Piranha Plant, and they have to come out by the end of February of 2020. So okay. about two to three a month, and but, yeah. or, or I think. But I do feel like they also can't be like you know. I, I love Piranha Plant, but Piranha Plant is a very generic character, yes. right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it's a. I don't think they. I think they will be more notable than I that. totally well, agree. Yeah, I don't think anybody's paying, keep paying attention yeah. if it's like Piranha Plant. Koopa Troopa. Yeah. Yeah. Turtle. Yeah, it's like, okay. It's got to yeah. be some big name. I mean, putting uh, this in writing here, like Ryu, Bayonetta, and Cloud, that's that's a incredible lineup. Like, that's a, that's two of the most iconic, best-selling games of all time, and then also Bayonetta. Yeah. <laughs> So no, Bayonetta is fine, but that's yeah. like that doesn't no, really move right. the doesn't really move the needle yep. on MP- no, MPD. But Cloud is freaking humongous. Oh yeah, it's like such yeah. a fan service. That was character, a huge thing right? to yeah. see that happen. Yeah. So I think we'll get we'll get characters like that. I don't know if they'll necessarily be third that party? level or even third party. But who else do you go to first party? That Waluigi. Oh boy, that's that's uh, the one, right? Mm-hmm. Waluigi. I will say it again. Waluigi is not going to be in Smash. There's no way that I'm not having this conversation he anymore. He uh, is, he's multiple spirits. Right. He's also an assist trophy, but the spirits actually doesn't count because like Mario is also a spirit. Oh, okay, well then, yeah. Anyway, Brian Green asks if you could have any <laughs> non-video game character in Smash, who would it be? Non-video game character. I didn't read this question before you asked uh, asked it. Non video. We'll come game back to character. you, Brian. Let me think about uh, it. Darth Vader. Darth Vader. Yeah, give me some from Star Wars. Or Yoda. <laughs> yeah. Yoda. Yoda would be good. Uh, for some reason, when I read this question, the first thing that came in my mind was Bruce Willis from The Fifth Element. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. I, okay, great. I just want Bruce Willis from <laughs> sure. Fifth Element. I just, but that's his, you think but of. that's his name. It's not, it's not, what's his name? Corbin, Corbin Dallas. Dallas. Yeah, it's no. Bruce Willis <laughs> from <laughs> Fifth Element. Yeah. Like, that's his character. Uh, or it's just, or it's just Bruce Willis, and then he has a bunch of different, like, skins that you can play yeah. <laughs> all of his different characters. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Bruce Willis from Die Hard. Actually, <laughs> that's a better idea. Yeah. I'm, I'm changing my answer. I got one. Okay. I just watched the Sergio Leone Man with No Name trilogy. Okay. So that's want, a deep cut. I, I, want, I want Clint Eastwood, Clint Eastwood in, there. in there. And his final smash is just, ay, ay, ay. Nice. <laughs> that's a good one. I'd like to see uh, Steve Brule implemented into this. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Uh, Renato Arocco asks, which IGN staff member should be a Smash character? Tom. Recovery oh. is a little bow tie flying away. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yep. 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 That's great. How'd you do that so fast? Because uh, I was looking earlier? at Tom. Okay. I was like, who could I name? Oh, look, it's Tom. It's Tom. There yeah. he is. Is that Tom? What is? Oh, yeah, it's Tom. I would say uh, Andrew Goldfarb. Yep. But he's just got the Pokemon trainer's move set. And then all the Pokemon <laughs> just come out of his phone. Yeah. That's go. that's a really good one. Mm. Yeah. I like that a lot. Mm. It's nice. Yeah. Do you guys have any? Who, who, do you have anybody from IGN? a good one. Get pair in there. Pair? Yeah. Too, right. too generic. What? <laughs> You'd have to have different color versions. They're all the colors of the Joy-Con? All, all the colors. You just yeah. bury other ca- characters in your GM money. Oh! oh. oh. Rain. You make it rain. That's a Wario move. That's true. Uh, yeah. I'd go uh, Casey. Casey DeFridis? Yeah. She can yeah. call out Monster Hunter monsters. Yeah. And right. also, we played 1v1 in Smash, and she is crazy good Oh, yeah. She's game. super good. She Here would be go. mad OP. Yeah. 
Um, okay, uh, Marcelo Spinetta asks, choose Metroid Pl Prime 4 plus trilogy announcement or Bayonetta 3 making an appearance oh, at BGA. Oh, what, is, what kind Metroid of Metroid Prime is 4, what are you, crazy? Yeah, same. <laughs> Uh, yeah, especially How since you bundle about? Trilogy <laughs> with 4, I think we're going to have to pick that. Yeah. yeah. No, nothing against Bayonetta. And last question of the week, Dan Schiffmacher writes in and asks, is it better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all? <laughs> what what questions are you picking against? I like to really pick a couple one. of goofy ones, and I like to yeah, pick a couple one. of serious ones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, think, I think everyone should be loved at some point. And so I think that's better. Yeah. So I'm going to counter that and say I think everybody should experience a breakup at least once. That too. too. Yeah. That too. That's yeah. good. Yeah. But I mean, never to be loved at all. It's not. That's not. That's not a good look. That's bad. Yeah. No. Nobody wants all that. No, that. <laughs> Tom, you want to go in on this loved and lost? Yeah. Not really. Okay. Good enough. <laughs> Tom Marks, <laughs> diplomatic as always. Ladies and gentlemen, that's our show for this week. We are Nintendo Voice Chat, IGN's Nintendo show, every Thursday at 3 p.m. right here on IGN.com and every Friday at 3 p.m. on YouTube, which is a whole different platform. Pear, Tom, Brian, Horatio. Zach. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Thank you for coming on and talking about Smash. I'm glad, you, I'm glad that you have your life back now. Well, I'm sure there'll <laughs> be totally much, keep on playing. <laughs> much smash to be had. And thank you all for watching out there. Uh, guys, have a great week. Come back next week when you can... Get the thing. Brian? Get the thing. Tom? Get the thing? Get the thing. Get the thing. Just get it. Just get it. <laughs>